So, what was the game that actually won the Spiel des Jahres this year? My name's Jonathan, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week, the game spotlight shines on the game we thought couldn't win and totally did win. It's Cold Express. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. Joining me this week are Amanda McKnight. Hey there. And Mikhail Anaridez. Hi. All right, congratulations are in order to designer Christophe Rambeau. Well Ooh. done. So, uh, yeah, Colt Express. Uh, Steve was pretty convinced that it wasn't going to be that because of the whole bangity-bang aspect, and none of us really answered. Did either of you see this coming? Uh, you know what? It actually is the most original of the games that were nominated this year, in my opinion. Um, primarily because... Um, well, I mean, when was the last time a programming game was up for Spiel des Jahres? I suppose. Yeah. Is, is originality really something that tends to win at the SDJ? <laughs> uh, well, Dominion won, and that was that started an Dixit entire... Won. Dixit won. Dixit yeah. won, exactly. Um, uh, did, did you see this one coming? Or? Um, you know, I think up? the board... Yeah, Camel Up, mm. and I mean, I think the board is really different and really interesting to play on. Three-dimensional board. You're playing on, like, a train is, is pretty cool. Um, a huge pain to set up, but... Yeah. yeah. The programming itself is, is really cool, pre-programming everything, getting to sort of read the characters. I also think the gunplay, although, um, although I understand why that was the thing that we were all kind of like, well... It just didn't uh, didn't strike me as being very violent in the game. It's, it's very no... cartoony. It's yeah. incredibly cartoony. It still yeah. makes it kind of family friendly. You never really, no one ever really dies. They're like, just kind of winded. Just bounce a bit. back. Right. Yeah. In the heyday of westerns, uh, you know, back in the '60s, little kids would watch, you know, yeah. these sort of bang, things, bang, 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 bangity, bang, bang, right. sort of stuff. That, that yeah. was that was a big thing. So I guess it's sort of a throwback to that. But uh, for the benefit of our listeners who haven't had the chance to see Cold Express, let's talk a little bit about what the game actually looks like what, what what's it look like when it's set up on the table so you have um your character cards which allow you to do do different actions um on, perform different actions on the train you have the train that's the board like an actual physical cardboard little cardboard yeah, train, train um depending on how many players you're playing with will depend on how many cars you have on your train and you have your little meeples, which represent you on the train. Nice uh, gun so. sh- uh, gunslinger-shaped yeah. meeples. So you can, you can, um, and you move, you're moving those around. Yep. From There's little, little bags of loot on the train, and you have a, sort of a board in front of you that's where you keep your cards, and you can keep all your loot as you're picking it up off the train. Yeah. The train itself is wonderful. Like The production values on it are incredibly high. Um, you have to spend a lot of time putting all the different individual cars together, but once they are, like you can see that they really put a lot of effort into the art. You have like little like stagecoach areas. You have little um, curtains and stuff for the dining room. You can tell there's a dining room as opposed <laughs> to storage, as opposed to sleeping quarters. It's really beautiful. There's the ambiance pieces as well. Oh, the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And, and stuff the, that looks like yeah, a... The skulls, the buttes. Yeah. It's all great. They do nothing. Yeah, they're yeah. just there for all. They're still in our snakes coffee for some reason. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> Here's hoping they don't get lost because yeah. they, they really do... They add to it. They look... It makes it look like a, an actual cartoon of a western type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what are we going to see people doing when they're playing this game? What, 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 what the people players sitting around the table? What acts, what acts are they actually doing? As we're watching them play. A lot of it is players furrowing their brow as they struggle to remember what other people played earlier in the round. <laughs> it's a programming game, but so you can only see the last played card for the most part. Um, which means that players really have to kind of think three or four steps ahead, especially towards the end of the round. Um, and even still, like all of the player powers are balanced incredibly well so that like one 
well-calculated move by player can send everyone's best laid plans awry. I'm getting the sense that you both quite enjoyed this game so far. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Great game. I describe it as being a Western film where you're kind of writing your character's bits in the movie, (laughs) and every um, stage of the game is a scene that you're filming. Um, So there's four scenes, and then there's the final scene where you guys pull into the station. And sometimes you get uh, rewards at the end of that, depending on where you are in the train or what you're doing. Neat. All right, let's talk. Let's go into a little bit more detail about uh, how the game actually works. So at the start of the game, everybody's at the back, right? And you're trying to collect as much money as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're all yeah, you're all there, and you're just going through trying to pick up as much money as you can, while also putting bullets in people to slow them down um, <laughs> and inconvenience them, as well as whoever fires the most bullets, or if you fire all the bullets in your gun, you get the gunslinger award, which gives you uh, a grand. So you want to be the rootinest, tootinest, shootinest hombre in yeah. this? Yeah, uh... not necessarily. Um, sometimes you just want to climb to the top of the car and make a break for the front. And if you do that, then you keep away from most of the fracas, and you can reward yourself with the um, the marshal's loot bag, which is worth $1,000 <laughs> as opposed to anywhere from 250 to 450 or whatever the small denominations are. And you can move faster when you're up on top yeah, of the uh, train car as opposed to when you're inside and to go past all these people. That's mm-hmm. correct. Obviously, Mikhail and I have... Different um, different ways that we like to play. I obviously <laughs> like to bury bullets in people, and Mikael likes to pick up all the money that I. Depends on what character <laughs> you like playing, because one character is incredibly resilient against that kind of and well suited to that That's kind true. of playstyle. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. I'm assuming. All right, so we get to unique character powers that help a lot with that as well. Mm-hmm. So as far as how we actually play this game, you, you've mentioned the phrase "programming game" a few times. Uh, that our audience might not be aware of stuff like Robo Rally, where mm-hmm. you take a bunch of cards, you play them in a row, face down, and then you flip them over one at a time, and each of them does a thing. And you want to lay them out in a certain order so that it'll carry out something like a little computer program. So by the time you get to the end, you've done what you wanted to do. In this case, instead of each player having a row of cards, it's just one stack in the middle. Right. Yep. And we each take turns, like you put a card in, they put a card in, I put a card in. And then we flip the stack over and we, and we go through all the stuff that everybody's done. How many cards do we put in before we actually start doing stuff? It's variable. Some rounds it's yeah. anywhere from three to five. Yeah. So I don't think I've is, seen it longer than five. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Each player's going to have several cards in there. Correct. Yes. And then, so we're sort of creating our script... And then we see how it plays out, yep. which means all by, at the end. By the time that bullet card that you played comes out, you may or may not have anybody nearby to actually shoot. Correct. Yes, or you may have thrown a punch and there's no one there to take it. <laughs> I imagine that's probably good for. It's, we're accidentally <laughs> punching another passenger or something. Yeah. Just imagine what's going on there. Exactly. Yeah. So um, another thing, it's uh, so apart from the, the chaos created by not knowing where things are going to shake out by the time your card actually gets played. What other obstacles are you up against in this game? What are the problems you have to deal with? You have the Marshal, who is an NPC meeple who just wanders back and forth around the train. He starts on the opposite end of the train as you. Right up at the engine. Yep, right up at the engine. And if he, if you ever occupy the same train car as him, he shoots you. And you are forced to the roof of the car you're currently on. Okay, so to escape. And there's mm-hmm. no loot yep. on the roof. Uh, that's correct. On occasion there is, when people drop it. When they get <laughs> people punched. get punched. But there no, no loot starts on the roof. Um, the other thing, too, is that everybody gets to control the marshal a little bit. So there's an action card you can play which will allow you to move the marshal one space. You can move him towards, you know, someone to put them up on the roof. And if that happens early shot. in the round... It can really mess up their entire play. Somebody's yeah. whole program for the rest yep. of the round yep. is going to be waiting. I was meaning to do... Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the marshal can really mess up what you're doing in the game, depending on where he is in the train. 
So what are, do you have any sort of control? It seems like there's a lot of chaos in this game. Uh, is, is it really just about uh, you know, clinging on and hoping for the best, or do you have enough control that you can actually sort of build a strategy or at least a tactic to find a way to beat the other players here? There's a fair amount of control, actually. Um, when I teach Colt Express, there are two um, rule sets in the mm-hmm. book. There's the regular and the um, advanced variant. Uh, the advanced variant makes use of a discard pile, whereas with the regular one, you just lump all your cards together at the end of the round and then draw back up to six. The advanced one has you make a discard pile, and then when your deck is fully depleted, then you draw back up to six, bullets and all, in there. Okay. Uh, with that, you actually get a fair amount of control on what you're going to do for each round. You get to kind of pick and choose, like, say you have a punch in your hand, instead of having to discard it, you're going to hold on to it for the next round, because you know you're acting before another person who's in the same car as you, and so you're going to sock them right in the face. Or if you, uh, if you haven't got your martial card in a little while, you know it's coming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It also depends on who you're playing with, I find, and sort of their playing style for the round. Because the more chaotic other people are, the more chaotic the whole game becomes. <laughs> so if people are just running around and punching each other and shooting each other and trying to grab stuff, it does get very chaotic. But at the same time, if you're playing with people that are really trying to read each other and calculate, you're going to have usually safer moves, which will lead to a safer game. Seems like it can be as strategic as you want it to be. Yeah. That's that. That really does seem like a a worthy candidate for an SDJ. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 all about being good gateway games, being good introductions, uh, games that families can play together. Seems like a worthy winner. It's got mm-hmm. great like visual pop, as we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, it just looks awesome on the table, uh, and. Not to denigrate the game or Machi Koro, but like both of them I find a little too reliant on chance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you guys? Sure. Um, whereas Colt Express, like you, there is obviously an element of chance, but you can be the master or mistress of your own fate by playing your cards right, which is what I want in the game, really. So one of the things that's kind of been in the spotlight a lot lately is questions of depictions of women and minorities in games. How do you like the character design? There's six characters in this game, right? There's uh, two female, four male. Uh, What do you guys think of how they look? Obviously, they're very cartoony. They're very colorful. They look great. But uh, what about the depictions of these people? What do you think? It's very... All of the depictions of characters in the game are, like, heavily influenced by uh, Sergio Leone or, like, even uh, Tex Avery-style, like spaghetti westerns or western cartoons um they're it's a european designer and i believe also a european illustrator um as such you kind of get the um grand theft auto style like depiction of american culture through a european lens Mm. which uh might end up with some of the characters like looking a little bit stereotypical but i personally see nothing wrong with any of the representations um i especially like it that there are two female characters as opposed to just a token (laughs) but um i'll let amanda speak on that a little bit too um yeah the female characters i find to be pretty good i we've got the saloon girl yeah the saloon girl bell and you've got cheyenne who is a native that um that also they're both very designed very you know feminine Ideal, so their waists sure. are like the size of my pinky and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they look like Disney characters. But they're yeah. all cartoons, so I mean, Ghost is one of the male characters. And when I was playing the other day, I was saying Ghost is really tall and unrealistically thin as well. Sure. Just like Django, who's one of the characters, is just look like 
like he could bench press all of us together. They both, um, so. the, the, the difference between idealization and objectification comes up. I get the impression that the female characters in Cold Express, they look idealized to me more than mm-hmm. objectified. Mm-hmm. It's They look like characters who you're supposed to want to be yes. rather than characters who you're supposed to want. I yeah. yeah, and they're... All, um, of the, all of the characters in Cold Express look like that, actually. And they also, I personally find, have the best... Some of the best superpowers in the game. So every character that you play with has a superpower. They all have something that they're good at doing. Um, Bells is if she's in the same car with somebody, uh, with somebody else, and you're in there and you want to, you, if you want to punch her or you want to um, shoot her, and she's sharing a car with someone, you can't, you can't shoot or punch her. You Basically, to, to she's so else. charming <laughs> that you want to, you want to do that to somebody else and not Belle. Um, I suppose if you're in a Western, it's kind of uh, contrary to the genre to punch a lady. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah. So. Um, also, I always assumed that it was like she was in the in the car with the person, and they look at her and they go, oh. And then they look at the other person and they go, never mind then. You, but, I got you this time. You're although fine. it's okay to punch Cheyenne. That's fine. Uh, well, yeah, it's okay to punch Cheyenne. It's also Cheyenne. okay to punch Cheyenne, uh, Belle if she's alone. Yeah, if she's, she's alone. She's the only no one, one there. can yeah. see yeah. you yeah. do it. Right. Then apparently it's okay. <laughs> um, but Cheyenne's ability is that if you uh, if, if she punches someone and they drop a loot bag, she instantly picks it up. So you don't actually have to waste an action trying to pick up the bag, which is probably the best ability, in my opinion, in the whole game. That's my favorite one. You've got others like Django and oh, yeah. Ghost. Django has a shotgun. His shotgun will blast people away. Ghost yeah. is sneaky, so he plays his cards face down on occasion. Yeah. Um, yeah, all very well mechanically represented, I think. Mm-hmm. And none of the powers are maybe bells, in my opinion, after playing the game like six or seven times, are superior to mm-hmm. any of the other powers. Like, they're all pretty well balanced. And uh, mm-hmm. I suppose if all the players figure out that Bell was the strongest, then, then yes. they realize, okay, we have a job to do here, folks. Exactly. Yeah. Gang up on Bell. Gang up on Bell, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of rumbling about, like, how neither of the female characters are positive representations or aspirational characters. Um, like... Annie Oakley, or... um... It's not so much that they aren't aspirational, it's just that they aren't badasses. Sure. They've got your sort of typical subtle type of abilities that usually uh, the cool female characters in role-playing games have. They're good at healing or protecting or this sort of thing. They rarely actually get to lay into somebody with a giant sword. Mm -hmm. Um, I would argue... In this case, too, if you want to be Annie Oakley, if you want to be Calamity Jane, you don't really have that option. There's no badass female character there, but they're, 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 they're too cool female characters yes. there. Um, I would argue that while Bell's is a passive ability, Cheyenne's is an active ability. Mm-hmm. A, a badass ability because you're so fast that you just take people's money bags. But I don't think any of the characters are supposed to be role models or, or like... Because they're all thieves, right? Yeah, they're all jerks. Um, <laughs> they're all, the they're same, all jerks. Yeah, at the same time, I, I also looked at it as in what really... Then you kind of get into the idea, though, of what is supposed to be a role model for somebody, and people should just be whoever they want to be. Mm. So as a woman playing the game, I really enjoy playing both of the female characters, and I think they're both fun to play. And they're both characters that I enjoy being. And I think when people say, you know, Belle is beautiful and women shouldn't aspire to just, you know, have their looks and be really passive, and Cheyenne's a really good thief, and that's not a good role model either, well, they're all a bunch of thieves, and at the same time, if a woman wants to be beautiful or be a good thief, I think she'd be able to be whatever she wants to be. And it sounds to me, based on what you've said before, there's plenty of latitude for you to spray lots of lead around. Yeah. Regardless of the gender that you're playing. Oh, yeah. And you're one I of think, the best at doing it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Belle, when I played Belle, I loved shooting my gun a lot when I was playing her. And when I was Cheyenne, it was all about throwing fists. So, so none of this is... That's 
that's another thing about Spiel des Jahres, being uh, accessible, stuff that's going to be welcoming to all different kinds of players. For sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it does a pretty good job at that, considering sort of the time period that it's happening in. Cool. Just need a friend who's willing to spend an hour putting it together. All right, that's it for this week. If you've got thoughts about Colt Express or if there's a game you'd like to see in the game spotlight, let us know on Facebook or use the contact form at snakesandlattes.com. Amanda McKim, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. See you later. The Snakes cast is produced by PG Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next week, everyone. Game on.